welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, darling. We are here live. Well, it's not going to be live by the time you guys see it, but we're live. Yes, we are. And we are here, Super Puppy Podcast, episode number two, Woo-hoo. entitled Justice for Fuckboys. Dun, dun, dun. Do they deserve justice? No. <laughs> They're the worst. Yeah, they are. And girl, I went through some of the, we'll get into this, but I went to, through some definitions <laughs> on um, Urban Dictionary, yes. my favorite source. Right. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who started that. That is the most amazing thing. Without it's, it, I would not know what truffle butter is. I know. It's just like quality, that gives you quality mm-hmm. information. So we'll talk about that. We have the lovely and talented Marissa Cat Ogie. It's okay. I can get Super Puppy Power podcast all the way through. <laughs> I'm going to try it again. <laughs> I'm just smiling. I'm so happy. My lips, my face is not cooperating. Okay. Uh-uh. Ristocat Okadei. Good. Isn't See? Good? Look at that. Here with us, Little So So Productions in the house. Ooh. Sean's in the house. Hey, Sean. We're going to talk about some fun things. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk okay. about online dating. Because so you know I suck at that, right? Oh, I think I think we all might. I think it's a plot from the devil. Yeah, I don't think I would, keep yeah. us down. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, it's not my it's not my lane. It's not my bag. But I keep and I'm like, mm. it's like swimming in like a rock of a jumbly river. You're just Look, like, <laughs> at least you have water in your river. My joint is just a dry bed. Oh, just like I gotta the, keep going. the random, you know tinfoil cap that rolls around. It's really tumbleweedy. It's not good. Oh, okay, so we'll get into that. Okay. Give it up for the studio audience. Woo-hoo! We have Shout out to Buddha. a duck, a very intelligent duck. We've got Buddha. We've got Daenerys Stormborn. <laughs> Mother of dragons. So, you guys, you'll see this on the YouTube channel when you go to tune in and watch us. In addition to hearing us in your delicious earlobes. So, welcome to the show. Thank you. Are you happy to be here? I am excited to be here. It's really because while this may be episode two, I am the first woman. You are the first woman, the first sister in the house. In the house, so I will gladly take it. Yes. So, little so so productions. Yes. What? What is it? You know what? It's it's what happens when you have a lot of things you want to do, but you don't know what to do, so you just do them. I mean, that's really what it is. Um, and that's my life. Yeah, I started off managing artists, even though I really wanted to do events. Mm-hmm. I did events in college. It never occurred to me that you could make money doing events. So oh, I, you okay. Know, and I'm Nigerian, so I had to be responsible. Right. Um, <laughs> get that bread. Get, right, get that bread. And so my first client was DJ Stylus. He was the one that was like, I, I think your organizational skills, you should manage me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Right. So because I'm an intellectual and... Look at that. Y'all heard that? Because... I, am, <laughs> I went and bought a book. I <laughs> am <manage> artists. <laughs> an intellectual. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, let me get a how-to book. And yes. I did, and ended up with a whole bunch of clients, which I had no business trying to manage. Word. Who are some of your clients? Some um, people may know. So, Tamara Wellens was a client for quite some time. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful um, voice. Used to manage his producer named Cyrus. I ended up with a bunch of producers. It was super weird. Because I didn't know what I was doing. He opposed you. <laughs> Clearly you did. I mean. Well, but it was one of those things where I think a lot of people, I wasn't as discerning as I should have been. Gotcha. So I ended up with a, a huge roster, but I couldn't really do anything with the artist. Yeah. Because it was like, what? Like, where what? do I go? What do I do? It's a very, it's not an easy place for me to be, but I wanted the company, I knew I wanted to name the company for my youngest sister, Sophie. Yes. Um, so... Lil Sosa was her nickname. My brother used to call her that. Okay. Oh, she died at 15. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, so a year later when I started the company, 
just decided to call it Little Sosa Productions, and it's just kind of been what we do. But it's a way. It's like it's my bag of tricks. It's like I love everything. It. And so, and it's a woman, y'all. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is power to the people. Yeah. That's why. You know what? No justice for fuck boys. No, damn. not at all. No justice, no, no peace. No justice, no peace. <laughs> no peace for you. And P I E C E. Right. <laughs> Ooh, let me look. That's why I get confused. <laughs> Okay, so part of Little Soul Soul Productions, you describe it as being a cultural architect. Yes. Now, when I first read that, I was like, wow, Riska has powers, y'all. Like, she can move move buildings and shit. Like, uh, what's that movie, Inception, <laughs> where it's like Dr. Dreams. Strange and just like <laughs> constructing our culture? So please. So I'm a cultural architect because that's, that's where I start. Like, every idea that I have, every concept that anybody's ever experienced from us, comes from I think culture is the most important aspect of life I do and I think culture becomes sort of this throwaway word but for me it's everything that's why when you come to an LSP event it's never just about what you said you were coming for right you know, it's always it's always other things it's not it's not just that there's candy there it's like there's candy specifically from a different era right it's not just that um, you know, we're set in 1924 for one Harlem came to Paris. It's that, yes, there are things like, you, there are no cell phones, so yeah. you can't bring them in because that didn't exist. So um. it's really about, I, I deal in nostalgia and I also deal in history. Like, I, I believe that what I do is, it comes from a very deep and spiritual place. And I believe that there are ancestors across the globe who don't want to be forgotten. So a lot of the stuff that I do is because I definitely feel like, yo, Ancestors are like, yo, they're forgetting. Right. Stuff they are they're forgetting. Um, they're just distracted, I think. Right, they're distracted. And it's not an easy it's not an easy place to be because in order to do what I do, I need a whole lot of attention and time. It's a difficult thing, but I see myself as someone who uses culture to create experiences. So mm -hmm. there's nothing that I, there's no throwaway, there's nothing that's disposable. It's really about building like creating I'm creating a cultural moment in Axel F mm -hmm. I'm creating a cultural moment in the little bit of part that we add to whatever and so the concepts are not just concepts they're actually memories they are reminders you know it's 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 cultural possession like when you come that's why I think energetically we attract the kind of people that we do mm -hmm. These people who are really just wanting to feel free and feel safe and that's a big part of what you know and there are a lot of people who don't dig what I do. They, really? They, yeah. You know, who don't dig it, who think that it's, who just find it like... Off with their heads. No, it's cool though. <laughs> my thing is, if you don't dig it, then you shouldn't be there. But yeah, it's, for me, a culture, when I was trying to, because I've been through very different phases in naming myself, and I tell people, I'm not a promoter. Don't ever refer to me as that. There's, that's Ooh, not what look, I do. crosses that off Cross the that list. list. Yes. But, you know, trying to figure out what to call myself took a while, and once... You know, once I got to that part of cultural architect, it just made sense because I think it's, it's, it's a very specific description that's just the bomb. It yeah. just describes you to a T. And the beauty is that so far, thankfully, no one has tried to steal it because um, <laughs> no. that happens. Well, just a matter of time. Thieves in the temple. And you know, it's it's become something that people really sort of identify with me. Um, it's on my business card. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's all over the website. Um, it's how I introduce myself. And it gets people to stop and say, what? what mm -hmm. it's, so, I'm telling you. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, it instantly made me feel smarter. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, yes, professor. You guys, she's a professor too. Yeah. So I'm watching my language, but am no, you I? you shouldn't watch like. <laughs> but am I though? <laughs> okay, I have two fun facts. Okay. Based on what you told me already. All right. One, I also used to manage a band. Well, one band. Well, who did you manage? It was Signified Sound System. This oh, was wow. like before I moved to D.C. Okay. So all of my friends, artistically inclined, mm-hmm. of course, Absolutely. we formed a band. Oh. And that was before I began singing. So, no, I'm just joking. I don't, I don't sing. But you'll hear our song. Um, we formed a band, and I was their manager before I left, I before that. I moved to D.C. What kind of music did you have It was like, uh, we had a bass player. We had... A trumpet, no, a saxophone, keys, three background singers, a rapper slash singer, vocalist, my boy Sharad, shout out. Um, Yeah, it was like really cool music, but we've since departed ways. Well, what did, I mean, making artists is hard. It is, but they would like, I was like an easy, I was just the wrangler of sorts. Right. Like, come on guys, we have a rehearsal. Right. But they would find their own gigs. I wasn't that. See, I, I miss certain aspects of it because there's something really powerful about being able to to represent someone and help and help them fulfill their dream. Mm-hmm. But artists, uh, the shit is difficult. Like, you know, you're dealing with all sorts of stuff that they got and before you know it, you know, so-and-so ain't coming to the door because they're having a bad hair day and I'm like, but right. we got a gig. Like, you're like, right. But we have a gig. Like, the artists are what make art so complicated. And beautiful at the same time. Second bit of, um, and this will segue us right into a fun topic. Okay. When I was in the eighth grade, mm-hmm. we had a dance called XLF. Did you really? Yes. How did it, what did it look like? <laughs> it was, Explain it to me. It was to the song. Do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. So we were, so I, we had dance growing up. Wait, where are you from, Detroit? No, Sorry. Did y'all hear that disrespect? My bad. But I did go to school around Trump in Chicago. Chicago. So that means it was a line dance, right? No. Oh, I'm Chicago just for us. Because you Midwesterners, y'all love a good line dance. <laughs> we I do. Know. But yes. this was, okay. we were in formation. Okay. Before the, the, Beyonce. Before, before there was formation, there was formation. <laughs> and we had on like these yellow, um, like poncho thingies with a gold belt. Oh, God. of course there was a belt. <laughs> and a black leotard underneath. And tights. So this and was it was a routine. Yes. Okay. It was like a performance. I would love for you to show me. I know you remember the steps. <laughs> and then it was just all. Were arms. they jazz hands? Yeah. White gloves. We, I believe we did have of gloves. Of course you did, because I was on the dance team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was on the dance team, and I could twirl a baton. Yes. And march. Don't yes. Yes. Look, you see all these gifts that are coming out there of you guys? There are pearls coming out of here. That is so funny. So tell us about XLF. How long have you been doing it? What is it? So XLF was originally um, Jamil, a.k.a. Jasonic's idea. So <laughs> as a crew, it's Jamil, um, Adrian Loving, uh, Rome, Rome, a.k.a. DJ Stylist, and Eddie. And we're the Chocolate City Cultural Alliance. That's what we Yeah, so ourselves. say that again. The Chocolate City Cultural, Cultural Alliance. CCCA. And so Jamil had this idea. Because oftentimes when people do 80s parties, they leave all the black shit out. I don't know why. Yeah. But they kind of act like... And let's be clear. The 80s music, the way we listen to music for those of us who grew up in the 80s was definitely not as segregated as it is now. Mm-hmm. So we grew up listening to... A, if it was popular, everybody listened to right. it. Right. Because I'm like, why do I know all these songs? Right, because you do. Because you you do. And one of the things that Axel F is about is really being able to celebrate the black stuff. Because the black stuff often gets overlooked. Yes. Um, And so that's why it's, you know, funk and soul and and laser boogie, as Adrian calls it. It's Uh. really about 
celebrating that that time period where good music rose to the top. That's just what it was. Yeah. So yeah, you know, you go to Axe Left, and it's largely a black audience. And yeah, we know David Bowie. Yeah, we know you know Duran Duran mm-hmm. on top of Michael Jackson and Five Star and you know and Fat Boys and Houdini and whoever else. Because when I listened to the radio as a kid, I could hear all of that. Right, right. Does let me ask this: Does ninety-seven point one incorporate the black shit, or is it just Prince and Whitney? I mean, the thing is, there so. I'm going to school real quick. Mm-hmm. I have this thing that I call the master-slave paradigm in terms of what I teach, as I teach African-American literature. Mm-hmm. And usually sometimes, well, regardless of whether it's the pre-slavery to 1920 or 1920 and so current, we always talk about that. And this is what I call the, the framework that when racialized slavery becomes legalized, mm-hmm. this is what we create, this format, this space that says, if you are black, you are slave. If you are white, you are master. Mm-hmm. So you could have tons of degrees, but if you're black, nobody cares. Right. You could be toothless and illiterate, but if you're white, you 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 get this doctor, this black doctor to call you sir. Like, this is the stuff. Gotcha. But there are side effects, and one of the side effects is the only one syndrome. So, you know, Michael Jackson, Prince, Whitney Houston, absolutely. You'll hear them on these 80s stations mm-hmm. because they are considered, they, they have sort of, they have elevated outside of the master slave paradigm because of just the number. Because when you think of those people, everybody was buying right. music. But you won't hear, you might not hear loose ends, you yeah, know? No, you will not. You won't. And that that's stuff that's some good stuff. That's good stuff right you know, there. <laughs> you wanna shut down a night party like for of, of a certain age, you play some loose ends. I remember when that song came out. Aunties and uncles would knock you down to get to that dance floor. To get to the dance floor because that song cranked. You know what I'm saying? So there are certain there are certain artists that will mm-hmm. that sort of step outside of that racialized space. But for the most part, if you go to an 80s party, a lot of the stuff that they will play, we will know because we all grew up with the radio that mm-hmm. played everything. But they leave a lot of the black stuff out. Yeah, they do. And there's a lot of things culturally and from a nostalgic standpoint that just signify what it meant to be a kid in the 80s. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the concepts deal with that. A lot of the concepts speak to certain behavior, certain practices, certain cultural norms, like when we did one around sports and, you know, or, you know, the fact that most kids had Kung Fu movies as part of their diet on Saturday or Sunday right. or roller derby or Yacht Rock. I mean, Miami Vice was the biggest thing since sliced bread when it was on. Mm-hmm. And I lived in Miami when it was on. Oh, nice. Right. So even if you didn't live in Miami, you, you, you might have rocked some espadrilles living in Cleveland. Right. Like, that's <laughs> I did. I and so there are a lot of things culturally that Acolyph is trying to bring because really part of my reason for calling myself a black uh, a cultural architect is because black shit is important to me yes yeah, say and that again it is black shit is really important to me and mm-hmm. I'm interested in black shit that moves beyond the the binary of ratchet and bougie because yeah that's there's not so much more there's more to us than that and in the nightlife space, there isn't enough attention to culture. Mm-hmm. It's just about how much money can you make, how many people can you fit in the club, um, and everybody doesn't want to go to an art show, you know. Right. So it's really about us creating a space for people to come and have a good time and remember, right? Feel safe, so they can go. Like I love when women come to my events by themselves. That to me is a, is a sign. Uh, of, let me just be honest. I'm not a loner like that. Well, no, that's wish, fine. But I do. But I, I wish think I was. No, but I think it's dope that women feel comfortable enough. To yeah. Because that means you know that you're going to find somebody there that you know. Yep. And so to me, 
I love that part about it. That yeah. You do stuff, if people already know, even people get babysitters, I'm like, I'm getting a babysitter. Right, I'm you coming, know, I'm coming. And so it's, it's, it means a lot. But it's really about proving that blackness is so much deeper than the shit that people want to say that this is blackness. Or they want to take credit for the real deep black shit. And leaves, you know, what they think is the trash. Right. Like, I'm like, hold up, hold up. This is all ours. So yeah, like even the, the dirty parts. Even the dirty parts. It's all ours, you know? If you want to jump up and down on furniture, you should do that. Don't do it at my event. <laughs> right. But if you feel like you want to do that, you should do that. If you want to pop a bottle, you should do, do that. Do that. You want sparklers, girl. Right. It won't happen to anything that I create. Right. But you should do that. And I don't, but I don't think that should be how black, I don't think that should be what black people are limited to. Or it should define blackness. Exactly. Right. You know, because that's just one part of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So part of what I'm trying to do, attempting to do, um, is make sure that whenever we do stuff, you know, there are cool kids who still want to go to the club. There are cool kids who don't have children. There are cool kids who don't want to come to a party where everybody's just standing around yeah. being cute. Right. You know? Do you dance? Of course I do. I'm more of a two-step on the side. But two-step on the side is still better than some of the stuff that's happening right okay, now. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm like, because I'm like, you know, the last time I was at Marvin, Monday night's Marvin, Jocelyn, woohoo, that is a fun little time. It can be, but then there are times where I'm like, yo, what is wrong with you people? Like, literally standing on the dance floor to do the 360-degree, you know, let's show people where I am. So, let me ask you this. Are you a texter and a driver, or do you wait till you get to red lights, put it down? I'm a red light texter. Yes. Because one, as the cool aunt of ten <laughs> nephews and nieces, oh, that's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. I have one. Yeah, I got ten, <laughs> and I got four waiting on me. Um, oh, okay, okay, like, we go get. No, it. no, no, they're, they're fine. They're with the other auntie, but they'll be fine. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I'm also trying not to be, because I'm real like, yo, you guys need to do this, you need to do that, da 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 da. So I don't want to be a hypocrite. So right. And it's just not safe. It is. I, I know it's it, so it's bad. Safe, but yeah. And I get so irritated with people that are. T- I can see them texting. Right. And they're like just dragging it out. I'm like. Ah! <laughs> but the thing I hate is how I feel like sometimes. Like why? And I'll ask myself like why can't you wait to the stop sign? Like, what is so, like you mean to tell me you can't wait to get to the stop That's sign. Right. Or pull over to just type here. Like you got to send this text message right now. While in motion? Right. Like, like why, what is wrong with you? So there are moments where I have to catch them like yo you're tripping. You need to stop. Girl, the one thing I hate is even if I'm going the opposite direction and I see somebody holding up and it's a big space, right. I'm like, like, I'm like the text police guy. So if you see me out there, don't be mad. Put your phones down. Put your dad. phones down. Shoot. Okay, this is great. This is great. Okay, so this we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Yes. This is more about being a black female. Okay. Okay. And the industry that you're in, are there any noticeable differences? Seeing that in treatment, seeing that it's like a male-dominated society. Um, Field. Yes. So here's the thing. I think that regardless of what section of entertainment that you're dealing with, it depends on whether you write checks or you get checks. Amen. Let's take this tea. Okay. <laughs> so if you're writing checks, people will do what you need them to do. If you, that's just hands out. Mm-hmm. They'll talk shit about you. They'll be mad, but they will. They will. They will get that check. Yeah. They, you know, when you write checks, I think it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. So as a check writer, okay. As a producer who, by the nature of what I do, is creating opportunities for other people. I think the treatment is, it, there is some decided differences. Like, it mm-hmm. is definitely sometimes harder for me. Yeah. Um, and my, as a woman, because by event approach is not necessarily numbers 
in the door and what's the bar doing because that's right. not why I create mm-hmm. I was I think I'm sometimes I'm harder to work with um, as like a venue owner because they need to make money mm-hmm. and I want everybody to feel good right, I want right. everybody to have a great experience <laughs> like it's not about that I want tears I want people to feel like you know <laughs> long hugs long and hugs right and <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is different because I don't I don't create for a monetary perspective, for a monetary gain. Okay. But I've had to change that. I've had to become a little bit more capitalistic in my approach because I have, because the amount of time and money that I was losing, uh, because I was creating from this very emotional heart space, it was not, it's just, it, it was, it's not sustainable. Yeah. It's not sustainable. Gotcha. But um, the other part is I'm a dark skinned black woman. And so there's also that element that kind of gets into play. Seriously? Absolutely. I mean, don't, you know, aesthetics take, aesthetics have a lot to do with how people are perceived and how they, you know, whether or not they will, um, whether or not people will answer your calls, that and the third. Mm -hmm. So sometimes part of it is oftentimes, you know, I'm not somebody that people, one, think that they can just come out and just do whatever with anyway. Right. Okay. Y'all heard that. that. Don't try it. But I mean, the thing is people won't, I mean, it's whatever. And all the rumors aside about who I'm dating or who I'm not dating, I mean, I think that because of how I look, there is less, um, I think I get, I I think there's less of the bullshit from that sort of, I'm trying to date you and I'm trying to use that as a way to figure out whether or not we can work together and all that other stuff. I got you. But there's still the other element of, because I'm not necessarily nice, quote unquote, um, and I know it's hard to believe, but you know, some people think that I'm mean. Um, <laughs> How could they? I know. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know. Like, but are you? Like, I know I can be. I'm not purposely mean. Like, I'm not maliciously mean. I am very protective, though, of myself and the people that, you know, that As I you should be. And so that sometimes looks to people whatever it looks like. But it's not my responsibility to worry about other people's feelings. No, so it's not. I, I you know. heard that. But I am very aware of my power to, to hurt people's feelings. So I do walk a fine line with that. And when it comes to business, it's like, yo, let's just get it done. Um, because I was produced, like, there weren't, when I, Ritsiyana, R.Y. Inc., was, she was the woman that I looked to, like, when I first started doing it. Oh, okay, I was going to ask you that. The mm-hmm. only reason I started operating in the way that I did was because I had clients who didn't have gigs, like, nobody would book them. Uh-huh. So I started creating things so that they could get booked. Gotcha. And... That's kind of how some of this grew. I love but, that format. That's yeah. how Tickle Me Tuesdays and yeah. Red Lounge came. Because I'm like, I want to perform, but right. I don't want to go anywhere. Right. So what can I do? And in creating a space to do the things that you want to do, you create a space for other people who may not be as savvy or as willing to put themselves out there, but are comfortable saying, yo, I need some help. Can you put me on or whatever? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, but there is this tendency to assume because I'm a woman that you can take advantage. Right. You know, so the, the other side of that is... I know that if one, I'm not a pop off kind of girl. Like that's just not me. Good to know. Yeah, I'm not a flip a table type of sister. (laughs) But one of the things I don't do is like public shaming or trying to come for me in public. That that that's not something that I that yeah that is that is never the move. Zero to a hundred. Yeah, it's and it's not and it won't even be like I'm not yelling or screaming. I'm just close. I'm, I'm, I'm in your face talking to you closely. Like, what is your fucking problem? Because I think that there's this tendency. And I think this is, that has something to do with gender. Like when I'm at Axel F, I'm working. Mm-hmm. When I'm at 
event, whatever, Smirnoff or, or Martell, I'm working. Mm -hmm. Yes, I look fabulous. Yes, I'm yes. smiling and having fun. Yes, yes I'm doing a two-step, but I'm still working. Right. So I can't stop and have long, drawn-out conversations about your life <laughs> right now because I'm actually working. I'm at work, actually. And the other thing is, you know, it's like me coming to your job and knocking out the memo paper in your hand saying, don't write the memo on that paper. Use this paper. Who am I to come to right. knock like, the memo paper out of your hand? It already like, so it's really about getting people to understand. And the expectations people have because you're a woman is that you're going to be nicer, softer, kinder. And when you're not, that it's like, oh, this, that. Why she got to be, like be like that? And this, that, and the third. And, you know, the other part of it is that this idea that when you're a woman, you're, it's not okay to be intimidating. It's not okay to be assertive. Right. There are rules there that you know I had to I had to understand, and I had to decide that you know I just didn't care. Yeah. Know? And so for me, it's about integrity as much as possible. Trying to be as consistent. You know, sometimes I fall through on stuff and be like, yo, I messed up or whatever. But also understanding that who your core team is, who the people are around you, mm -hmm. that's what matters. Yeah. So even if somebody wants to try to put something on you that's not yours. I have a crew of people that I can be like, yo, this happened. And be like, that's their shit. They right. Because they, they'll be like, yo, you messed up. Right. So I got a crew that will tell me that I messed that's up. Good. But I also have a crew that will be like, yo, that's not yours to carry. Okay. So this we're going to switch gears and then we're going to just turn left off. I love it. Okay. Okay. We're in the car. Think about this. Yes. What is your top or your playlist? Like if you had to pick your top five playlists <laughs> on Pandora. Okay. So quiet as it's kept. I am a nerd. Okay, we love and, nerds. And, and I'm actually like a romantic nerd, so uh, I give listen, me some romance. I live, I live, I live for things that kind of make me think of better times. Okay. So simply red. Yes. Is like, and this is not an back for years. That's my song. Y'all know I can do all impersonations. I don't know if you do that. Cook, I cannot. Hell, hell, hell. See, you don't really sound like Mick. I do that. Thank you. I know. I know. <laughs> As a Mick fan, though, I kind of feel like holding back the years. Why do you sound like Johnny? <laughs> <laughs> See, I like to do like trans um, impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> so whoever you hear is right. What it, it is. is. Okay, yeah. got it. Right. I love it. So simply red. Mm -hmm. Um, Jamiroquai. Yes, of course. Oh, I love it. Um, I am a huge fan of this artist called Blue Six. Okay. You guys, I'm going to write that down so I can add it to mine. Yeah, Blue Six. Um, I'm a huge Ma Rainey fan. Okay. And Diana Washington. Like, I love Diana Washington. I love she it. was so, like, cut you in your sleep, gangster. Yeah. Like, she was the, a free black woman. Like, if you... Who, Dinah or Ma Rainey? Dinah. Okay. Well, Ma too, both of them had no dams in their pockets. Okay. So, like, in fact, we have no pockets because we have no dams to carry. We sold our pockets shut. We sold our shut. pockets shut. That's the first ain't got nothing but lipstick and a gun. That's it. But I love listening to them because Ma Rainey is nasty as hell. Like, I know. Listen, she used to be a little, a little Oh, my wild. God. She was a little. I mean, she had, she's like, I mean, Lil' Kim H got shit on no, Ma Rainey. Was she a lesbian, too? Yes. Okay, it was, yes. like, real, like, yes. open about it. Like, you listen to her songs, like, yeah, I'm here for this and that. Like, yeah. This is, and I love listening to that, but I also love Dinah Washington because I feel like she sings from that place of like real pain. Mm -hmm. Like she can access it, but she's like, yeah, this is what it is to be alive. Like she reminds me of Eartha Kitt in a lot of ways, and so I love listening to her. I can also impersonate Eartha Kitt. You do get with that one. Thank that you. I, I heard See? that. I heard yeah. that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's my born nerd playlist. It's I love it. That's know? good. Okay, so you've given me. I also am selfish in that question because I'm like, oh, let me just see who else. So now I'm gonna listen to Blue Six, My Rainy, and Dinah Washington. Yeah, it's fun. And the thing is, if you just let it play, you'll be doing stuff and be like. Did she just say what I think she was? <laughs> right. I'm telling you, she I listened to Myrani once and I was like, yo. She just said what I had to go back and look. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, that's gonna make my work day move that much faster. No, it's nicer. It's nicer. <laughs> yeah. I was on Drake for a little while because I like the I like the other side of life <laughs> as well. Um, but Recently, I had to put my trap music down. Ah, I, I was like, you know what, guys? I think I think I'm aggressed enough. I okay, think. yeah, I, I don't get trap music, and I find that I, I do find it problematic that we have a genre called trap music, considering what trapping is. And I know, <laughs> it's I so like, bad. I feel like we are going down a path that we're going to regret it. It's so bad, but so good. I don't know what's good about it though. I know nobody does. Like, I, it's I, hard I, to I've describe, Sean. What's good about trap music? You give us the beat. See, the beats aren't that good to me. I, I, not all. Not <laughs> right. right. But like, I'm selective about my track. Right. Sometimes it comes out and you just want to that version. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like what the West Coast was doing with gangster music a little bit. It's like, a, I see it as like a strand of that. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be an OG like myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You will dabble your ears with trap music. I don't know. I like it, but recently I had to put it down because I need to clear my my inner yeah my source. You got to clean your source a little. Yeah. So I think some of this music you've recommended will help that. I think. Well, I'm happy to help. Thank you. Okay. So now for the last little few times we're going to talk about a subject that you and I kind of chit chatted about a little earlier. But <laughs> just one that plagues the black men, the black, black men, yeah. Latinas. Yes. <sighs> Dating. Mm. If you don't mind, and also to promote yourself, (laughs) (laughs) what is your relationship status? Single. Me as well. I know. I've been single for quite some time. Oh my God. It's just, we're supposed to talk about positive things. We're not supposed to talk about negative things. You know what? I have been struggling with it, but I have to say, I've turned the corner. I think I have too. Okay, yeah. so this is good. So Turn we can speak from a positive place. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, absolutely. In a place of expectation. Right. So I've been online dating, mm-hmm. okay, and I found that there are five hazards. Okay. Okay, so I've been on the Tinders. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been on? I've been on Tinder. I got off, yep. <laughs> I got off too, but I recently got back on, and oh my God, it's a hit. Is it? <laughs> I'm like talking to like seven dudes, like what do you say? Oh my God, isn't it a great day? How's oh your gosh. Friday? I think I just suck at online dating then. I just, no, you just gotta get get back in there. You gotta dive back in, cat. Come on. Okay, all right. Just give it a day or two. Okay. And then when you start getting those hits, and somebody's like, hey, what's up? You're gonna be like, oh my God, it works. <laughs> I don't know. So part of the problem is, White dudes who are like old are always the ones that want to holler, and I'm like, don't swipe right. Don't. I don't. But then it's like, what the hell? Because I tried coffee meets bagel. Oh my god. That was just like shit. I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't try plenty of fish because my sister did that, and her phone would not stop chirping. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys. These sites. Let's go through the sites. We got Tinder. Yep. Bumble. I tried Bumble, and it's just way, there's way too much pressure for me to get back to you. And then, like, I'm no good at that, so I'm just like, hey, you. <laughs> well, and it's just my thing is I don't like the 24 hours. I'm like, let me ease into this because you, you know you just can't. 
I'm old fashioned. I like to be approached. I don't want to have to ask you. You a man. Well, you know, I don't have a problem with approaching, but I I usually am the approacher because I have no patience. I love it. Men don't need to look at it that way. Like, what no, time is it? What's I, your name? I have, no, I have no patience. <laughs> and it's like, you know, why are we wasting Put time? Put your number in my phone. Right. Get it. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. It's just that I tried Bumble because I heard the, I think, the creator on an NPR, because I'm an NPR nerd. Yes, give it up for NPR. Okay. So, she was talking about the whole idea of women, you know, interacting first. And then I tried it, immediately got a match, and I was like, okay. But then I got love matches. But then I got, like, distracted, and before I realized it, I missed the deadline. I was like, (laughs) you're like, damn, it's gone forever. It's like, what are you talking about? And, and then I'm sure I've accidentally swiped from the wrong direction. Oh my god, it's the oh worst. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. It's like, ugh. And that person's like, match, I've been waiting and waiting. Oh my gosh. Or it's trying to give me, you know, this one dude tried to pass off an Albert Einstein quote like he, he did it. And I was like, yo, dude. You're... I was like, you mean, oh yeah, Albert and, Einstein. Uh, yeah. Thank you, I'm going to write that down. Yeah. Part of being on the show is also adding to my bits. So you've just given me what you have to do. Requoted Einstein. Yeah, don't requote quotes to me. Like, no. and, and the thing is, try to play the shit off like it was his. I was like, no, dude, seriously. This is why I say let's be let's be clear up front. I'm I'm intelligent. So when dude sent me the quote, I was like, oh yeah, Albert Einstein quote. That's dope. Never heard from him again. <laughs> but how did he say it? Like, and I just wrote this just. No, no, he said so. Um, so he said. I, we were talking, I think when it, re- it happened, it was around New Year's resolutions or something. So he was trying to make his point how he doesn't um, believe in New Year's resolutions. He said something to the effect of, you know, doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insane. I was like, oh yeah, I'll put Einstein. <laughs> and he was like, and I got crickets. And then nothing. <laughs> yeah, right, because he was like, damn. Right. Maybe it would work with somebody else. Oh my but God. Not with me. So wait, I have a I have a joke about a dude I met on online. And we Is it a joke if it really happened? Well, you know, we okay. embellish. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's been some embellishments, but not to give away trade secrets. Okay, I just wouldn't learn because I was, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, so I've texted this dude. So this is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Texting this dude, he spells doesn't wrong. How does he spell it? D-O-S-E-N-T. I, okay, doesn't as in a baker's doesn't or doesn't as like, it does not? Like does not. Ooh. Right. But see, I was like, if you see guys in person, you can be like, hey, and if he said something stupid, then you could be like, see you later. Right. But I was like, hmm, how do I figure out if this dude's an idiot or not? Right. So I went back to the little blurb, and there it was. <laughs> and here's the dangerous part. <laughs> Wait. My poetry will open your mind's eye. But mine's will spell like coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> Unmatch. Well, you know Dumbass. what? But you know what the problem is? Is that, and this is why I had to stop dating on, like, or attempting online dating because I've never gone on a date from anybody online. Is that it's hard to walk that line between, you know, you can't spell, right. sound dumb as shit, and trying like, hey, and pretend like it's pretend cool. like I can pretend like the grammar is not bothering you, <laughs> right? Or your appearance, or all of this isn't bothering you. Or the it's- fact that your picture has your child and your ex-wife in it, like <laughs> cropped, but we can still see them. Like what? Who does that? <laughs> Who does that? And then do you think? Okay, so let me. I'm gonna jump with the gun. Okay, so I've created hazards of online dating. Okay, the first being dummies. Right. 
Okay, so the guy that can't spell, dumbass pictures. Right. Those, like, guys, how hard is it? Get a, a decent picture. Is it to have pixelate, unpixelated pictures? pictures? Or how about if you don't have five good shots, just use a good two, right. Why do you have to use? But I will say I'm scared if the dude only has one picture. I'm like, mm, you're weird. Like, you, yeah, but I don't know. You have more pictures, it's too much. I, Camera I right there, I buddy. Get, I don't get the whole... The picture I took at the, my friend's wedding, but I cropped the girl out, but I can still see her arm. Like, oh, her hair. Her like, hair. And it's blonde. Shoulder. Right. No, no. Bitch, no, I'm not. And it's blonde. Look. Looking at the camera. Right. right. <laughs> no, okay, so dumbass pictures. Those are the worst. Those are the ones where the top of the head is cut off, right. where all you see is like the chin and the shoulders. Right. It's like, bro, you saw that before you like hit send. Or the ones in the car. Like, is everybody taking pictures? <laughs> like, does everybody have a car picture? Like, and I got a sunroof, and you see it's leather, but right. right. so I know all the tricks. Okay, the the second mm-hmm. hazard: skinny fats. What the? Okay. What the hell is a skinny fat? Because I think it might be something to do with jeans. Or I kind of feel like it might be somebody who's skinny, but they have like a belly. I don't know what to make of it. Like, I'm nervous. Skinny fats. It's like skinny slash fats. So, like, the dude, all his pictures, he'll be all slim and trim. And then you see him, and he's fat as hell. Because he used them old pictures. He used them old ass pictures. <laughs> Sean, do you do that? Yeah, right. Are your pictures pristine? Are they current? That's what matters. See? He knows how to work a phone. That's what matters. And, you know, we, I, congratulations on making it to actually meeting a real person because I haven't done uh, that before. It's the scariest shit ever. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the part. It's just like it. you're walking up like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, please don't And then I'm like, oh, you look nothing like your damn pictures. Which is why I just like, I feel like, no. I'm like, I look like my pictures. You're right. a liar. My, my. Okay, so that's the second one. Skinny fat. Skinny fats. Okay. The third is a it's a category that we've all we've all been victims of. Okay, I'm ready. The elusive fuckboy. The elusive <laughs> quiet even John. Like, I'm not one though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad at me. No. I'm okay, elusive cat- though. Okay, all right. How are we going to I want this? you to define mm-hmm. fuckboy. Define the term fuckboy for us. So for me, a fuckboy is essentially... There's there's two levels to this, because there's levels to fuckboydom. Everybody doesn't start off on level one. No, they all start off at 100. And you're like, oh, my God! So there's the guy that oh. acts like he's interested Around around certain times, and then when you see him out in the street, you can't all of a sudden he has like you're bothering him. That's a fuck boy. That's a fuck boy. There is my favorite, and what I run into are the spiritual fuck boys. Uh, would that be a hotel? No, not a hotel. That's what say because hotepery is sort of based in this nexus of pseudo faux black consciousness. You know, is it faux? It's faux. It's faux. It's faux. It's faux because it doesn't like take into consideration what's actually happening. Right. So, or what I may know. Right. Or what, right. So it doesn't account <laughs> for the fact that, yeah, I actually read some books too. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a nexus of faux black, you know, whatever and history. And then sort of rewriting of history on top of we are only acknowledging these ancestors as who we. So these other books don't matter. Right. We're staying in this right. lane. Stay in this lane. The spiritual ones are the ones that they wear tunics. 
Sometimes they have beads on. Ah, uh, linen. Linen. Mala beads. They may or may not have locks. Sometimes they're just Sometimes natural. they're bald or like bald. a little goatee. Little goatee. Sometimes. And they are really good at speaking about things and they're open to women. And, you know, they make you feel like, yo. They're like a walking poem. A walking. Like, <laughs> and not even, not even a Love Jones poem, but like on some roomy shit. You be like, oh. I know. And it's just like he floats in. Like, right. And, 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 and it's not even like, it's genuinely sweet and kind to everyone. And then you find out oh, that, yo, you're just as raggedy as everybody you're just else. as raggedy. And we'll say things like, one of my favorite aspects of Rich Fuck Boys is they will say, I realize in my past relationships, I've done X, Y, and Z, and I needed to be a better man. And they take full responsibility. But to then, you. Right, to me. <laughs> but some girl in the back like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then, so you think, oh my God, he's aware and emotionally intelligent. But then does the same shit that he <laughs> right. said. He realized to you. he done it was, a, it was just okay. He was letting you know what was coming up. Like, man, I really don't. Do that, I'll just leave. And the next thing you know, he's like, What? What happened? That was a warning? <laughs> Future current. You know, and so there's that aspect. There's also Ugh. the aspect of they love the community. So they're always out in the community, helping the community. Meanwhile, but not helping. is burning in the kitchen. Right. No, no, no love. You don't need any love inside. Right. Because you give all your love away. Right, right. But. <laughs> so dropping dimes on y'all. <laughs> just just saying. And so you have these levels to it. And it's like, yo, but it doesn't matter how you paint it, whether it's, you know, hotepery or greasy, you know, I'm a cry on your shoulder, whatever. Fuck boys are fuck boys. And the problem is that they're not true to their word. That's the problem. They lack consistency and they're not true to their word. Fine ass niggas. <laughs> <laughs> and they and, and and they gaslight to death. It's like, wow, you really think but I, I will admit, okay, and guys, you're going to learn a lot about me with this podcast. I love a, a, a sweet nothing whispered in my ear, so I'll be confused. There's nothing wrong with a sweet nothing. Like, what? The best way to handle fuckboys is appreciate them in the moment. Yep. Don't try to futurize stuff. Don't no. try to make it into something else. If they tell you they love you on Tuesday, be happy on Tuesday. Don't expect that. No, on don't Tuesday. expect it. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing is, and, the, and I think the, what, what needs to happen is you need to be able to identify a fuckboy early. Because quiet as it's kept, they can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, you can have a good time. That's why they're fuckboys, because they're fun as fuck. Oh, that's how you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it works. Yeah. <laughs> it works. I like the way you did that. You know? Brought it back. They're fun as fuck. So, it's, so my thing is, because I, some of my friends are fuckboys. I love them, but they are. Aside from Sean, <laughs> all my friends are fuckboys. <laughs> and you watch it coming and be like, oh my oh. God. And so when it's happening to me, I'm like, blind, blind, blind. Oh, shit. You're a fuckboy, too. <laughs> Damn it. Because oftentimes <laughs> they don't know they are. Oftentimes they mean well. And oftentimes they just don't have the attention span. You know? And so the reality is, no, 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 no. But here's the thing. That's, that's why I say they're levels. Because there are some who go into it. Like, I think Drake is a bona fide. Oh, my God. Got the high school diploma. Went and got the master's degree. Is a PhD in fuckboyology. I really, absolutely. Because now he's got money, too. Who gonna chase a woman and when you get a woman be like, eh. <laughs> no, because no. you drink and then you do it publicly. You chase and you banter and you do all this and then stuff you're publicly. Like, and you're like, mm. so nice to meet you, right, <laughs> right. So come on. So and the thing is, he has money, so he can find ways to tend his wounded soul. He'll be fine. But I Drake, Drake, Drake is bae. Maybe that's why I like fuck boys. Is he though? <laughs> because I mean, he just his he's the smart. love songs. 
the love songs. But they sound like it's like I feel like he's. <laughs> He's not like Luther a thirty-something-year-old stuck in this narrative of, of teenage. Like he's some kind of wonderful for like the rest of the life. I'm like, Maybe I am too. And it just takes me back, and I'm like, I'm like, did we watch this movie on an after-school special when we were like seventeen? Like you've been doing. Like what is going on? Right. But I love Drizzy. Okay, well, this is a Drizzy. Last episode was called Drizzy and those. Because okay. I had to shout Drizzy out for okay. that. I'm, I'm sure okay, I'm sure I appreciate you. The fourth. Hazard of online dating is nerdorama. It can be, especially when it becomes competitive nerdorama, and it's like, dude, for real, <laughs> like it's science and outdoors and swimming right. and like I do all these things and smart. I have a comic book collection. Yeah, like, like, like okay, dude, we know nerding is cool. It is cool, but, but weeds are not cool. I'm well, talking about it, pimply faced. Well, but part of the problem is that. And again, this is an issue with online dating is that oftentimes the ones that are nerding out, they're insecure. They're just trying to prove that they're smart. That's and annoying. they usually have been dating women that aren't as smart as them. So then they come up on you and they're like, uh, Ugh, I hate that. I get the concept of online dating, but the problem for me is that it's just, I mean, you know, words mean a lot to me. So when I'm looking at what you're saying, if I oh don't understand God. it, because you're not spelling it right. And then if I see some blurry ass pictures, goddamn <laughs> men, step it up. They're just lazy. They're lazy. It's just like, one, two, three, four, five. Like, you just... Mm, and then or just, it's kind of this gratuitous showcase of, look at all my things. Or my body, which right. I don't mind sometimes. Well, I don't mean... I'm not going to swipe right, I but I don't every picture to have you shirtless on your motorcycle, though. <laughs> I I get scared of those dudes with motorcycles. I'm like, if there's a motorcycle, I'm like, nah, because you're going to be like, come on, baby, let's just go. And then... I'm scared up. Wow. Yes, this, we just went from... <laughs> yeah. wow, okay. No motorcycles for Tony. Speaking of motorcycles, mm-hmm. the fast. The last type of hazard is the speedy experiences. See, I can't get past, like, I suck at this. So they just want to get married, huh? Yeah, so I was talking to this dude, and he's like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I'm like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So let me ask you a question about that. Because if the point... And this is, this is where I struggle with the whole... Thing in the first place. I guess the point is to meet people. What's wrong with them calling you tomorrow? Because I haven't decided if we're going to talk yet. Oh, I see. You know, you're supposed to, well, how I do it, okay. Sean? You're supposed to chit chat a little on the app, then you chit chat a little on your phone, then you start. Kind of get, like, yeah. Crazy if I'm giving Right. Or we can just, let's do this chat real quick. Yeah, just see how we. Hey, I'm not good at small talk. This is why the online thing is not good for me. I just got back into it, so I'm like, let's just chit chat. Let's just play a little ping pong. It's like a little game of ping pong. What you're like, do? Psh, psh, psh. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm busy. Right? I'm like, well, if you have a lot of things to do, it's not gonna work. It's like boredom fun. Okay? Although, you know, one of the things that one of my friends hit me to, she was like, yo. The best way to use Tinder is when you travel. Yeah, and that sounds better anyway. Yeah. Because here it's just like stupid. And then I run into guys when I'm out and they're like, I swipe right. Why aren't you? And I'm like, Oh, are you serious? To- yes. Oh no. And I'm like, it's not supposed to work like that. No, like, you don't right. You're not supposed to come in my confront <laughs> me. Right. And if you wanted to ask me out, then ask me out. You see me like but the, and this is and this is again the other issue. Like I don't I really do not want to run into somebody that I know. Like I've seen people that I know I'm like, oh <laughs> and I always be like, no. No, cause, right, because I know you. And if I see you, you should have been stepping up anyway. Step it up. Don't be a scaredy. Would you try online dating again? 
I feel like I need a team to help me with it. Cause you know, I had a, I had someone in front of mine I called the Tinder Whisperer. So she looked at my picture, she was like, okay, pictures are not in the right order. So she fixed that for me uh-huh. and that was cool. And I don't, I just feel like I'm more engaging in person. So part of the, the, the platform just feels so constricting to me. It's stupid. Um, I, I don't know. Cause I got, I started Bumble and I got rid of that shit. Cause I was like, I suck at this. Um, I don't know. I feel like if I was to do it, I'd have to be held accountable. So I'd have to be like, like I, how many swipes have you done today? Right. Like, have you looked at your thing? <laughs> coffee and bagel. That shit. They, they were like, can you please come back? I'm like, I no, don't. they keep sending me shit. I'm like, I'm like no. You got nothing but old white men who are doctors on there. I don't know what that means. I don't, I don't know what that means, and I don't know. I would have to meet you in person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't swipe right on you, bro. This, right. is, this, is, this too is too weird. Much. It's too weird. I kind of wish there was a way to... What would be dope And it was an app where you could actually meet up in a public place. So Grinder. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I, I don't even know. They be on each other all day. Like, hey, I'm right behind you. What? Okay. <laughs> but I mean, something along the lines where it's a group date, where a certain number of people are going to be in one place at one time. I think you can do that on Tinder or something, right, Sean? Can't you do like hangouts? Yeah, it's, it could be like, hey, me and my friend want to go hang out. Who wants to come with me and my friend? And you link up and you can find two other matches. Oh wow, you know a lot about this. You should. I'm not even on. You should yeah, totally, right. Like, do a podcast on how to Tinder because I would listen. It's it's not. It's trash. It's trashy. Yeah, I can't. I I just I'd be like, no, no. It's so bad. I was off for like maybe six months, and then I just came back like, fuck it, let's see what's up. I just think it's funny how like it used to be a hookup app, and then right. people like writing their own profile. Look, if you want to hook up, don't. <laughs> try, right. I'm not trying to be naked. Those are the ones that are like, oh, right, legs right. wide open. So the last question of the show. And this is a heavy one. Okay. What are the qualities of a good man? For me. So while yes, yeah, so while you're swiping around, mm-hmm. what energy are you putting out into that to that atmosphere? Well, that's the thing. I don't know what I, I don't well, I don't know. They'd have to tell me what they see, but I think for me, like I'm a practical romantic. Mm-hmm. What I, does that mean? That means that I love flowers. Me too. But if you stop the fridge and like fix the leaky pipe, <laughs> oh my God, I'm so Oh, okay, excited. so that would be acts of service. You've heard of this, like, the five love languages? Love languages. Yes. So I love a man who's like, mm, you're not sleeping enough, so. I brought you this tea. I took your phone and I hid it somewhere. And you'll be mad, but you're going to drink this tea and go to sleep. Oh, uh, like, look yeah, at that. You know what I'm That's kind of what I want. I want, like, a partner who... Whose sole purpose in life is to take care of me because yeah, I take care look, of the other people. Duh, it's not that hard, guys. <laughs> it's not difficult. It's not difficult. <laughs> yeah. um, but I also want somebody who, you know, has their own thing. As a Sagittarius, I'm really. When's your birthday? December 20th. Oh, snap. Yeah, I'm okay. on the cusp. And so, but I'm like a proper Sagittarius in the sense of. You know, when my nephews and nieces start calling my name, like they've said Auntie Rissy so many times a day, I was like, I need y'all to go away from me. <laughs> not handle you calling me. Like, and they're calling me nonstop. And so I need I need time away. Like, I need space. So I need someone who can understand that. Mm-hmm. And I like to be out. Yeah. But I like to be out by myself. So I'm not necessarily pressed to be out with my dude. Yeah. Because I grew up, my mother and my father, like, they would drive separately to parties. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'll she, see you there. Right. Because she was like, I like to stay. You like to go. So you drive separate, separate yes. cars. They're also always showing off their cars. So <laughs> well, these other ulterior motives. People left my, my own heart. <laughs> my mother loved to party. She loved to be out in the streets. Like I that. Love it. And, you know, when you're Nigerian, partying means everybody's going. So mm-hmm. we would go on this, that, and the third. Um, 
And I loved watching the fact that they would meet up at parties and they would come together and be like this cool ass power couple. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember as a kid thinking, oh my God, mom and dad are like so cool. Yeah. And they would show up separately but and still find be each other and would be winning by the end of the night. I like, love it. And, and so for me, that is one of the things that I, I love the idea of having a mate who's like not pressed all the time mm-hmm. being up under me. Yeah. Like, I love going out with dudes. Uh, yeah. I do. But I also like meeting up there. Yeah. Or even doing that privately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not while, you right. know. That's a good, I love it. You should own who you are. Yes, and I own it. And I'm glad you were here today. This was this was fun. quite a good time. Thanks for having me. Again, Rissy Cat Okadevi. Did yes. I say it right? Yes, you did. Yes, Cat, or as I like to call her, Meow. Gosh. You're the only one allowed to call me that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> How you doing? Hi. Okay, so where do we see you? What's, what's up, coming um, up? So right now I'm working on a book. Oh, I love it. Called Seeing Eye Woman. I am currently the resident uh, fellow at Recreative Spaces in Mount Rainier, so I'm writing. Oh, okay. Um, it's part memoir, part uh, cultural critique. Uh, it's a very heavy undertaking, but um, I need to do it just to kind of free myself in some ways. Oh, okay. Um, so if you go to lilsoso.com, L-I-L-S-O-S-O.com, um, there's going to be, I'm actually going to be doing a reading in July. Yes! I don't want to fuck it up. You know, I don't want my life to not be the full range of what it could be. So right. I gotta of, get these gold fronts. This ain't enough. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But part of it just for me, right, right there. Part of it for me is just making sure that I make the dash count. So I don't feel like I'm living up to my fullest potential. Yet. Yeah. So I just need to get. I know people think I'm out in front already, but not in the way that I need to be. So I'm trying to work on that. I feel you, mm-hmm. and I send you positive vibes. I take it and receive it. Yes. I'll send it right back at you. Thank you. Boring. Okay, thank you, Rich Cat, for coming. This was a great thank day. Thank you for having me. Studio audience, you rock. Yes. Daenerys, thank you for holding it down. And Sean. not blocking everybody else. Sean, you're awesome. Sean's in the back. Okay, so this is a wrap for Super Puppy Podcast. Okay, so you have to say Super Puppy Podcast. Super Puppy Podcast. Can you say it three times fast? Super Puppy Podcast. Super Puppy Podcast. Super Puppy Podcast. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was real confident. And then, yes. It gets jumbly at the it end. because you, you, you're in it. And you're, you're excited. Like, blah, blah, blah. And you think you're at the end. I think uh, Leon was here. He tried to say it, and it, it was a disaster. Well, it's, you know, he's a man. <laughs> His lips don't really work. <laughs>